Them things out of there, Don. Get on my phone. <laughs> What's going on? Look at talk. A new episode starts right now. What's going on, everybody? It's your man, Victor. It's your pod boss in the house today. And it's a, another episode of Look at Talk. It's a Saturday night. And guess what? It's the last Saturday of the month. And we got the fellas on. You know what I'm saying? So we got the look, got the liquor pulled up. You know what I'm saying? If you want to know what I'm drinking, you need to be following my Instagram. I'll tell you what I'm drinking. You know what I'm saying? But I got the fellas. I got Juggy with the Black Panther cup, and I got my dog Don B. Let's check in with the men. Juggy, how you doing today, my brother? Blessed and highly favored. And you know what? I am happy to be on board with the boys podcast. And it is Saturday. And guess what? We doing let's talk once again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Don, how you doing, my brother? I appreciate you thugging it out for me. I appreciate it, man. How you doing today, man? Listen, you know, I'm always coming in hot, but I make sure I make it. So um, I'm just happy to be here. Still invited. I appreciate it. And looking forward to this. So thank you for having me again. And I do want to tell you to both of y'all something. Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday to the both of y'all. You're both April babies over here. You know what I'm saying? I know y'all done did it big, you know. So I'm happy y'all had another year of life. Yes, thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. It feels good to be here, too. Yes, yes, it's definitely damn sure good to be here. John, how was that event, man? Look, look, like I told Juggy, my job, they had me on call, so that's why I had I had to work, and then I had a bonus edition of the podcast I had to record. Something uh, a little risque, uh, I'll go ahead and admit to y'all. But. So I was the mixer, Don. It actually went really well. Very uh, excited about the turnout that we had, so thank you to anybody that came, if you are listening. Um, very nice turnout. Everything kind of came together. There was some, you know, little bumps and stressors along the way as with any good event. Um, but that just makes for a better, you know, experience. So we had a great time. Hope everybody had fun. Thanks to all the artists that came and performed for us. And yeah, it was good. We can't wait to do another one for, for everybody. So this, yeah, this maybe, hopefully the next one, um, me and Jack will get on road to see that for you, dog. Definitely, they're uh, like monthly events, so this will be plenty more for y'all. What you said, Juggy? But I can't wait, man. We're gonna have to do a live show or something. Yes, sir. We definitely, definitely gonna do a live show. You know what I'm saying? I can't wait for that next event. And ladies and gentlemen, this is Look at Talk once again. Go ahead, thank you for following us. If you've been rocking with us for a long time, we've been doing this. Thing. We want to thank y'all. You know, the more you drink, the better we sound. But ladies and gentlemen. Fellas, how are y'all feeling after the first quarter of 2021? Vent to me if you need to. Let's go have a venting session, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead and vent. Get it off your chest. How y'all feeling about the first quarter of 2021 now that it's in the books? <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let you dive in, Jake. I feel like you got a word on your heart. <laughs> For me, um, first of all, I'm grateful. Um, none of us don't have to be here. Um, we've lost a lot of soldiers, a lot of beloved celebrities, family members, friends. A lot of us still have not recovered from COVID. Um, mm-hmm. I'm in my right mind. You know, I still have somewhere to live. I'm still employed. I'm still active and moving upward through it all. And, you know, earlier this week, we got a little victory. We'll talk about that a little later. Um, so I'm excited, man. I think it went really well overall. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Don, which, how you feeling, man, after the first quarter of 2021? Uh, you know, I I would say hopeful. I feel like it's going. It's going. It's kind of the 
scared economy of like all these people were losing this a lot for me. Like these celebrities, I feel like it's going quicker and quicker and quicker. And so I'm not quite sure what's behind that. Um, we've lost, you know, quite a legendary um, amount of legendary people in a short amount of time. So that's not really cool. But outside of that, I feel like, you know, it's, it's moving right along. The people that got their shit together is, uh, I feel like now's the time, basically. Now's the time to do the work and push because it's not going to get any easier out here. So, uh, yeah, it's a little bit wild, but I feel like if you buckle your seatbelt, let's get this done. It's not going to get any easier. So let's not even complain about it. Let's just figure it out. Keep moving. I'm hopeful yes, for it. I'm hopeful for it too, y'all. I definitely agree. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the first quarter for me went rough, you know what I'm saying? Having COVID, defeated it. Yeah, I'm happy I defeated it, but I wasn't too happy about missing two weeks of work and stuff. Yeah. And then another big victory came when I got another job to get out the and making it out of Jacksonville. No offense to your hometown, Jesse, you know what I'm saying? But it just – it wasn't good for me, you know. It's like I miss Mama's hospitality, but it was like four individuals that kind of ruined it for me, you know what I'm saying? And one of them I thought was going to be the love of my life, but now one of them is like, you forgive, but you're like, like, now you're like, I'm like, what the hell is the time with you women? But you know what I'm saying? I forgive and forget, but I will say for those people who ruined it, your time is coming, you know what I'm saying? What goes when I come around, you know what I'm saying? So I forgive, but you know what? I'm stronger for it. I made it out. You know what I'm saying? But it's just if the opportunities would have came, I would have still been there. I was stupid to think someone could be the love of my life when you know they showed all the signs, but as soon as someone else appeared that they really wanted, well, guess guess who got kicked to the books and didn't even tell me, you know what I'm saying? So it's like Damn. you gotta forgive me for it, but you know what? I'm just to the point like What's the point of this? But you know what? I'm being home now, so it's a clean slate. So you know what? It is what it is. Well, man. It ain't the end of the road either. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad you're on the other side of it. And you know what I'm saying? Come out on top, you know. I'm sure there's the right one out there for you. I I have no doubt about that. So yeah. We're, we're going to move forward hardcore. Yes, we're going to move forward hardcore. Um, you know what I'm saying? That's all I'm telling myself. We're going to move forward hardcore. Don't you worry about it. You know what I'm saying? Their day is coming. You know what I'm saying? They're going to they're gonna regret how they treated me. You know what I'm saying? Because you hate how people want to justify their actions, but you know what? You can't justify how you make a person feel at the end of the day. You just can't. Man, it's a strictly thing, man, the way people treat the other people, but they want good treatment themselves is something else. Yes, yes, it, it don't make any sense. Like, if you expect good treatment, then you got to be upfront with people. And also, you got to give people the opportunity to make it right. And also, if you don't have it in you to be a blessing to somebody, don't complain about it. We'll, we're going to get into that further, you know what I'm saying? So, looks like, Don, we'll wait for Don to come back. But, ladies and gentlemen, this is Liquor Talk. So, you know, DMX had the funeral today. So, what is your all-time favorite DMX song? Man. Um, you know, I had not really listened to DMX like that as of late. Um, I can't remember what the name of the song is, but it was on his first album. It's Dark and Hell is Hot. Mm -hmm. it's something about either let me fly or let me die. Let my soul rest. I have my breath. 
If I don't fly, I'm a guy anyway. I can't remember what the name of that song is. I have to look it up, but yeah, I, I think I know the name of the song you talk about. I don't remember it, but Don, inspired by your podcast, now what is your favorite all time next song? Because you know they had the funeral today. Oh man, I still can't with that whole situation, to be honest. But um, my favorite DMX song, it's ooh, that's so hard. There's so many. Um, I got the first one that comes to mind, um, um, I don't know. I've been in the DMX rabbit hole ever since then. So I've been really fucking with Back in One Piece. Um, that's like my favorite like kind of chill song. But then, um, you know, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Like, you know what I mean? Like those kind of songs back in the day. Like, just think, I think his more like less of the partying songs. Like we love Rough Riders. We love, you know, y'all gonna make me lose my mind. We love that kind of stuff too. But I like raw, emotional DMX. Like anything on this uh, on the album that's like a ballad a prayer like i feel like he just has this un um unballed up passion that's just like i've never seen anything like that that kind of energy before it's just yes, honest, yes. Honest, and it's just you can feel it through whatever you're listening to like i don't know if you saw that that bow reveal of his like prayers that were going something like a loop while his yeah, prayers yeah. Kind of went yeah. around like it shook me a lot so i don't know we lost a really amazing person a deep soul and it's just that one really got me for sure it did and dmx shows you that it's like the most i will use anybody anyone you think that could be a vessel you know what i'm saying so it's like i definitely feel that way and it's like and for me i would say my favorite songs the dmx was the damien series because he's basically telling you he's fighting the devil he's fighting the devil you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. he basically telling his story what he's dealing with the devil you know what i'm saying how the devil just won't leave him alone so give him all these good things but there's a price to pay so one thing need people need to realize is yeah you can make a good deal but you never know when it's your time to feel a good deal yeah absolutely yeah so now <laughs> Yeah, now stay with your podcast, B. What's the song y'all bumping right now y'all can't get enough of? Say it again. What's the song right now y'all bumping yet that's really going hard for y'all? You know what I'm saying? Stand with, stand with them, your music podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I feel like I'll give y'all one. Um, Back in Blood by Pooh Shiesty. I've been rocking that one hard. Okay, is that a mixtape or an album song? No, it's a it's an actual song. I, I don't know if it's on his mixtape or not, but it's Pooh Shiesty and Lil Durk. Okay, I think the song that's got me in rapid right now is a song by Travis Scott. It's called Highest in the Room." You gotta listen to that with your stereo, DB, Skull Candies. <laughs> if you got stereo surround sound in your home, you gotta listen to that song with that. It's awesome. Very awesome. Don, what you got for the people? What's up? Um, I don't know. But songs really stuck in my head is not even new. But um, that go crazy <laughs> with Chris Brown and uh, Young Thug, I feel like it still can't. It's stuck in my head. I cannot get it out. So I've been like, and then we had an artist perform that this week um, at the Mixer event. So it's been literally stuck in my brain the whole time. Uh, you know the song Go Crazy? Yeah. Uh, it is amazing. That shit. Like, that's. I'm really fucking with that heavy right now. But um, besides that, a lot of independent artists. Um, I'm really, really big on independent music right now, too. So there's a couple artists I've been really fucking with. But for our mainstream, 
I've been going crazy with the Young Thug collab. It's <laughs> no pun intended. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Look at Talk. Now, let's get into some serious shit, y'all. How are we feeling about all yet another person getting killed by the cops a day after we get the verdict of not Derek Chauvin getting, getting, getting thrown in jail, found guilty of killing George Floyd? Something we all knew. And the fact that it took 303 days to get that verdict, it, it's alarming to me. But how y'all feeling? I mean, um, you know, in the long term, I guess you at this point, you got to call it. If people are dying in this war, um, it is a victory. It is important. It does help set a precedent because it is a fact that less than 1% of cops who are convicted of any type of manslaughter um, get convicted, ultimately, that are sworn officers that are part of the police. Um, the majority of these people get charged, the cops get charged, are white. Um, you can deny that the system is broken. Um, there's individuals, unfortunately, that are allowed to live in that sort of suspended reality. But this is a victory because if the judge gives them a full I think it's 60 years, 65 years, this case goes in the record books for all attorneys across the United States of America to use as leverage and a blueprint to try to get justice for other families who are not as high profile, who are going through the same thing. So I do ultimately think that the jury finding him guilty on all three counts at the end of the day, hey, that's a victory in my book. It's a victory. We could talk about the critical analysis. We could, we could I could spend the rest of my life on it. I could get a PhD, I could be on TV, I could be at marches, I can pass the bar in Florida, I can do all these things. We could talk about the long-term effects of this, but we're talking about a potential Rodney King situation if he's not uh, seen as guilty by the jury. Of course, the judge has to give his sentencing, but all three count on a mixed jury that was sequestered? Man, that can I can we get one side of relief? <clears throat> Excuse me. Can we get one side of relief and all of this things that's going on with criminal justice? One side of relief. I think we earned that. We deserve that. Yeah. It's like we earned the side of relief, but then we find out someone else. As soon as we get done taking the side of relief, we find out about Michaela Bryant. You know, that situation is a little bit different, guys, because the situation around it, she was being jumped. She went back in the house to defend herself with the weapon. The cops will know right when she's about to use the weapon. The only other thing I could tell y'all from my perspective is there are medical and psychiatric professionals who in that same situation, I'm not going to say nobody wouldn't have been hurt. I can't guarantee that. But everybody, and I do mean everybody, would still be alive for their families to still love on them. This idea that we got to shoot first, man. You know, I know we don't have a deep show, but shoot first at everything? Kids too? You know, no, no, hold on, hold on. I feel like if it's black, shoot first. Because you see all these other criminals, these white criminals, other races of criminals, they getting taken in alive. Don, get in here. What you think, man? 
Mm. Um, <laughs> listen, um, I agree with what Diggy said about the the victory of all this. It is a victory, um, and it's a bigger deal than I think that we're allowing ourselves to like appeal because we have so much more to fight. But I didn't even watch any of the footage of the trial. That, <laughs> excuse me. Um, at all this whole time, I was just following updates on social media. I didn't watch any of it because I watched the Trayvon uh, trial. And if anybody knows me, they know I'm I'm like a, a court TV whore when it comes to trials, scandals, all that stuff. I love watching that shit and following every detail and, you know, what's going to happen. The Trayvon uh, thing traumatized me. With, I hate using that word because it's overused, but I really feel like I was emotionally fucked up watching that. Having to sit sitting and watching the way they did that girl, you know, his, his friend that was, you know, on the phone with him and how they had her up there on the stand. They were just talking down to her any kind of way. And just the the irony and ridiculousness of this whole thing. Like this man is not guilty of shooting this kid, you know? And so I watched that and I when they didn't find him guilty, that really fucked with me. So I was like, I'm not even gonna watch this show and shit because we're gonna see what happens. It's gonna be what it's gonna be. So I did watch the verdict reading, and I was shook that it was what it was. Even the look on his face, he was ah. shook. Nobody thought that it was going to come down like that. And I like the way the judge made all the judges go through and say their individual, like, is this your thing? I feel like it was an extra, like, sting. And it was like, everybody was like, yep, we vote this. Like, this is our, this is our sentencing. So I did stand up and, you know, clap my hands in my room and standing ovation. I was very proud about that. Um, I did see the unfortunate video of the the teenager, but the next day, the, the day of, who knows when it was. Um, and that messed me up as well because I'm just so tired of seeing that kind of stuff. And it's just, God, you would think it was like a rabbit or wolf or something. It was like you see kids fighting in the first, it, it's not even a question. It was nothing to just be like, and everybody there is in shock. Like, did you really just shoot this kid? Like, and it's no remorse, no blink. It's like that's the default. And so, I don't believe in. Um, I don't want to get too deep. I don't get too deep. All I'm gonna say is I don't believe in educating the police, retraining the police, all that stuff. That's not a thing. You, we know what's wrong. You know what's right. Black people are just not. It's not considered a part of the we're just left out of that when you're in training the rules apply to everybody else except black people and that's just how it is and it's not every single cop that's up to each cop to make that decision but i feel like that's what it's founded on at the end of the day and they got, you got some good cops in there i got family and police department you know what i mean that do their best but i think at their core that's the way that it is and there is no retraining there is no reteaching you either you know what's wrong or it's not it's crazy to me that we had a trial for somebody that put their knee on the back of somebody's fucking neck and it's like hmm was that murder you know what i mean so that just tells i'm not really pessimistic thank you for the conviction but the fact that it was a trial in the first place tells us that we're in trouble like we should be the side of relief that they're helping but we're not i don't think that we're moving fast enough that we should be moving like people still have to decide this is wrong and it's like how are you deciding this like i don't get it it's right or it's wrong it's terrible Sorry. And no, it's just, and no, I totally agree with you. And Trevor Noah said best, this is working how the system designed. And then, then you have our president telling the people, oh, not to ride and stuff. How about sending some condolences to the people family? What kind of president are you like? Why do you give a damn more about these buildings than the family that just lost a father 
They lost a son. They lost a cousin or a brother, you know what I'm saying, at the hands of the police for no reason. It, it don't make sense. You got to break a few eggs to make an omelet, and niggas have been the, those eggs since the beginning of time. And so I'm sure there is a little bit of compassion in there, just like it's condolences here and there. But at the end of the day, yes, them buildings that are going to get burnt down and ruined and destroyed mean a lot more to them than the life that was lost. So it's like, here, shut up. He's guilty, okay? Can we all calm down? Fine, you know what I mean? But there's no real, you know, haste in figuring out what the problem is. It's just like, I feel almost like they threw us a bone with the Sheldon thing because they knew, like, it was on. Vegas it would on. burn the town down. So let's they, just it was on. And give them this one. And, you know, we'll take it. It is what it is. I, I, I feel that. I feel what you're saying on that, man. It's... It's a dirty game, man, that you get paid. You can retire, keep your pension, keep your benefits. And think about the fact that it's crazy the average American worker don't even have a daggone pension when they retire. Pension? You might be lucky if they say Social Security is still real and around at that time. Right. They get a Social Security check, maybe. But they keep mm-hmm. a pension and benefits they don't have to pay for insurance? We paying for them to do that? Paying for it. Exactly. And then another thing that another element that pissed me off is these NFL teams that want to speak out about it once um once the verdict came out, they were posting statements and stuff. I'm like, why the fuck are y'all posting statements when we see how I don't forget how y'all did Colin Kaepernick back in the day when Colin Kaepernick took a knee. Um, you know what I'm saying, to against this police violence against black people and stuff. And then they say, oh, it's disrespecting the truth. But did you see the video of what happened to the officer? How the officers harassed that black troop that was in his army gear? And it only went and he only got they only got fired after the video went fire after it went viral. I'm like, so something has to go viral for y'all to make it right. Yeah, it's I saw a video the other day, and it's it's here's a, it was a video of and it was a reverse situation. I don't know if y'all saw it, it went viral. It was a police officer that got killed by that guy when he pulled him over on the side of the road like a couple weeks ago. Mm-mm. I didn't see that. Well, of course he didn't because it was a white man that did it. So had it been a black man, you know, it would be all over the place. But uh, this was maybe two weeks ago. Um, there was a viral video that just freshly happened. The guy pulled over. It's this dash cam footage. He pulls the guy over. There's a guy in a big old truck, you know, whatever. Um, he saw, he cut, they're on the highway. He's talking to him on the passenger side. Um, real calm, real nice, of course. Just like, hey, how you doing today? Oh, yeah, we're just saying, you know, we're going a little fast. So we want to make sure everything's okay. God rest his soul, so I'm not trying to mock him. But you know how it is. Just so cordial and so not where you're going today. You know what I mean? Just over the top customer service politeness with this this white man and then he's like and then i guess the guy had a gun in the car with him like not when i say a gun an ak-47 by the way it wasn't like AK-47. A little nine or something he has this assault rifle in the car and so you hear the, the police officer go oh i'm sorry can i ask you one question is that um is that you know oh do you have a firearm on you do you have a firearm on you okay that's what he asked them and the guy's like yes and he's just like okay would you mind just putting it away um uh, while we conduct this, and they're, they're like asking him all politely. The guy's like, "Sure." So he's going um, to get something. Like he's going to walk back to the police car. The guy hops out the car, shoots him right there. The police officer's last words were like, "Oh shit!" And he goes down. The guy runs up, boom, shoots him in the head. Makes make sure it's good. Throws the, the uh, gun back in the car. Drives off. 
and the video. It's very graphic. They, and it's, they it's, didn't, it's, didn't manhunt? I had, listen, I watched that video. The comments were all going crazy, but it wasn't no mass media news. I haven't heard nothing about it. I'm still scrolling to see. I'll look today and see. So did they find that guy? Did anything happen? Like, it was just a crazy video, and everybody on there was just like, serves him right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you see how it feels. And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, we don't need that kind of energy either. Like, this is craziness. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, link, you got to send me that link later on. I, this, I that... you. It's on Instagram. And so, like I said, it's not an anti-police thing where I'm like, I'm not happy this happens to this man. That's terrible also. But it's it's hard to watch because it's just like, he's he's handling this man with oven mitts on. Like, it's just to listen to him being so nice to this guy. And then for this to happen to him, yeah, it's messed up. But it's just like, we don't get that same kind of. We really don't. I don't want to end up in this personally in the headspace of, well, it happens to us all the time. So now you get a taste of the medicine. Nobody should be. It's all senseless. You know what I mean? But because it happens to us so much. It's easy to fall into that mindset, and it's dangerous because I just feel like it's getting very us versus them, and it's not getting better. We can have as many Kumaya commercials as we want to. Starbucks can post Black Lives Matter all the hell they want to. Nothing's it's just getting worse. Hello, man. Sorry for negative positivity. Good luck, everybody. God bless everyone. (laughs) I think sometimes when I'm out in public. And I can see the way, you know, maybe a white person looks at me or they go around me or they watch carefully all, all of my movements. And I just wonder sometimes if they've ever sat down and thought, what if somebody did the same thing to them? How would you feel if it happened over and over? and over and it happens so much that it just becomes normal but you even though it's normal you still feel so uncomfortable you really do you really do and honestly that's why I get to the point where it's like you know the Asians on um, the beauty supply stores are ran by the Asians I don't got to the point I, I don't stop fucking with them you know what I'm saying but for that same reason because it feels like they just watching their every move and stuff so it's like Small owned business shops, unless it's black, I'll be in there. But it's like small owned shops. I just like, kind of stop fucking with y'all for that exact same reason. And it's like this system is definitely like bleach. It's working house intended work. It's like we don't know what the hell is gonna have to happen to change. It's getting to it's hard to be black because I've heard young black boys talk about how they're not gonna go get their driver's license because they hear they hear the stories of how police officers. Fucking with black people and stuff. And I also hear this story about how police officers, if you get like a high-end nice car like a Mercedes-Benz or a BMW or a Maserati, and I've heard black men saying they got stopped more by the police when they were in that kind of car than another kind of car. And then another thing, in some states, some officers were pulling over kids on bikes. So I'm like, what the fuck can you do with a black person? Listen, I was in Dillard's last week. Dillard's. First of all, don't nobody shop at, you know, tired ass Dillard's on this. It's a church anniversary, Easter. We go there for very specific things, right? So don't act like y'all are out here really doing that big Dillard's. But anyway, yeah, um, I was there. I had a client and I had to get some um, uh, some pieces for him, right? Very specific, like a dress shirt. This. And they have, he's a bigger guy, they have bigger clothing. So I was like, oh, Dillard's has the size that I need. They have like a nice, they have a nice, like, big and tall section. 
I walk into that motherfucker and the second I walk in the in the door, like it's all eyes. I'm in a big and tall section. The woman that's working comes over, um, little Hispanic woman. She comes over. <laughs> well, you're not big and tall, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not big and tall. Can I help you? Oh, no, because I had no patience for it. Because I knew exactly what you're doing with this. Like, niggas don't shop for other people. You know what I mean? You're like, what are you doing here? You don't shop over here. Like, obviously, you're doing something wrong. And I was just like, nope, I'm not. Kept on shopping. And then she was like, ha-ha. Ah, she laughed at her. I was like, can I help you with something, ma'am? And she was like, oh, I just, can I help you? I just want to make sure you're in the right department. You, you, you lost him. Have you turned around? Like, I can't read. Like, I don't know where I'm at. Like, as you're talking to me, the security person's across. I don't peep him. He's staring at me the whole time. And you got a loss prevention person over here faking to be a customer. I work retail. That's my degree. I know who the, the undercover person is. Three of y'all have surrounded me the whole time I've been sitting there just shopping. And you were the one that they picked to send over to be, make a stupid joke to make sure I wasn't up to no good. Like, I buy the thing, I go up to check out. The white man that I go to check out with doesn't want to finish it. He's like, oh, you can go check out over there. I go check out over there. What? I'm checking out. The people in the background are still watching and looking because now I'm irritated. So now they're looking like, oh, what's going to happen now? And it's just like, am I really doing all this in 2021 in Dylan's raggedy ass of all places? Like, <laughs> it makes you not want to go nowhere. You know what I mean? And then if I act an ass and tell you how I really feel about the situation, you're the villain. You're an angry black man. TMZ. You know what I mean? Got a bit of hashtag. And it was just like, it's it's a very frustrating place to be. Except for somebody like me, because I feel like I'm very well-spoken and reserved. And I just mind my business, keep it moving. I don't have time for that. But I was like, I could really just turn this whole place upside down for the fun of it. Just because. What are you looking? Why is every, am I a zoo animal? Why is everybody focused on me? It's packed in here. Meanwhile, these people are stealing over here, I'm sure. But it was all four associates. It was just watching from the racks the whole time. Like, Bruh, crazy, That man. reason you just told me right there is the reason I said I would never work. I worked in security for my second job. That's the reason I said I would never work in a mall or retail security or visual security again. Because even when I worked as Macy's, as their um, their, um, um, shopper or whatever, they would, if I could go in the camera room and watch, the, watch these old ass white ladies watching the black people, watching they going close up on the black people. It's like, that's why I said I can do this shit because I could have cussed y'all asses out. Like, why the fuck y'all get ganging up on the black person for, huh? Like, and also I worked in the dealers too. It's like, and then I'll have the manager say, can you watch that person right there? I see that person and they just chilling, man. You know what? But yeah, you have some other people that you're not focused on. They the ones stealing this stuff. I done seen people of other colors, like they got a whole, they, you know, they got the baby stroll full of shit and stuff. Guess what? They were white. Y'all so focused on us when it's the other races of people doing the damn crimes, you know what I'm saying? I felt that. It's bullshit. I got fired from a retail job um, because money because money was missing from our register. Things were coming turned up and that we were missing like all like thousands and thousands of dollars of merchandise. Um, I was fired immediately. There was no sit-down conversation. There was nothing. I had ne never been in trouble with that job. I was the number one employee, and I've been there for two years. They took me to the back. They put me right. What do you say? Did they have footage of you doing stuff? Did they have it on camera? No. 
that's some bullshit. They man. said that they had it, but I never saw nothing like that. They took me to the back, we sat down, and that was it. Just like that. Fast forward to a year later, um, the white woman that was the manager that was in charge, who was sitting in the background shaking her head disapprovingly while I was getting fired, was the one who was in charge, who was discounting and taking money. She got fired like a year later. Her, the whole, the whole staff that was there. There was a girl that worked in my department who was taking cash out the register. But when it was happening, it was no question. They, the, the, they, they found that out. They, they marched it to the back. We're like, hey, so this is what's happening. We know that it's you. We've seen the cameras and da, da, da. And I'm, I've never stolen a penny in my life. I don't get down with. That's one of the things I just, I don't, I don't steal. Don't do it. Um, and so it was. I was just shook. Like we had this whole back and forth, back and forth. But with me. I was already offended that I was even accused. So whether they fired me or not, I was going to quit because I was like, who are you talking to? Like, are you serious? Fire me. And then next thing you know, they ended up firing her. Found out like a year later that it was her. So I've directly been victimized by white women in retail spaces, literally. So it's it's crazy, man. It's, 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 we just got to be careful. I don't know what to say. I don't want to say be respectable, but I want to say go off. Do whatever you want to do in the moment at this point. It's the context of a man because, you know, it varies from we go shopping. It adds to all aspects of our lives, you know. Even at the job, you could be the only tall, you know, big and tall size guy at the job. You got to act goofy. Uh, you got to sharp diction. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to help anybody anything time. Anything is physically imposing or if it's high on the shelf, I got to go up and Oh, Jonathan, can you help me with this? Oh, yep. you're so tall. <laughs> it's like, See, I, yeah, you know what? I, I felt that because I remember walking into a store one time. I'm in street clothes, right? This person is shorter than me. Like, hey, can you get that for me? You like you work here. I'm like, do it look like I'm work here? I'm in my, I really don't give a fuck clothing. And you assume I work here and I can just go up because I'm tall and beautiful you. You like a worker is what he wanted to say. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what you want to say. You look like you a worker. I'm like, you know what? The shit us black people have to go through. Like, how the hell do we get through this shit? It's still 2021. We're talking about this shit. This is ridiculous. Wow. It, 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 I'm just, I'm like, I'm just at this point, I'm just like, make it make. Sense. It it don't. Tell my black people out there, hang in there. We we us creatives, we feel the pain because when we're not podcasting or doing stuff, we feel the pain. Just like and it don't make no sense that we have to still go through to have these conversations in 2021 because we feel like we should be evolved from this. But I'm like, this this is ridiculous. This too much. <laughs> Man, we need to this verdict and these killings got me. I try to avoid it, man. I try to be normal. I try not to have to think about my skin color every day, man, because it'll make you crazy and angry all the time. I don't want to be like that. Yeah, I can avoid it the whole day, and I'll just look up, just turn on TV. I just want to watch an NBA game. That's all mm-hmm. I want. I want to sit down with my wife. Over here on my side, I just want to watch the NBA game. That's all I want to do, man. You know what come across the screen? Oh, shooting in the heights. They got a black person blown up big on the TV. Every single time, it just, 
It's like, are y'all gonna switch it up? Is there anything else y'all can use? Can y'all at least be creative? It's the same thing. And it's like, yes, it is. You know, but I guarantee if it had been a white shooter, they ain't really showing that. I'm like, bro. I was, I'm gonna tell you this one last thing. I was on Twitter and they were the video of a what's the white kid's name that shot up those nine people at the church? Dylan Cruz. They showed him right coming out. He's sitting on the ground. They come wipe his forehead. <laughs> they, they give him water. They 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 pour it up for him in his mouth. They went and got him some food. Burger King. Burger King. He just killed nine people, not in the backyard in the woods, at a church service. The church in all places. He went in there, prayed with them. How do you pray with somebody then kill them? I don't care what nobody say. That's demonic. Demonic. That's like the most bone chilling part of the story. Like to imagine he coming somebody in and welcoming him. them and being what like, oh, welcome, come in, pray with us. You like you need some help. They probably they were probably coming from like such a real place. And then I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with I agree with that. I'm like, how do you walk in there and say I didn't really want to do it at first and didn't do it? And then then the cops give you customer service. They take care of you. They pampering you and shit. And then they get your ass Burger King. But then I saw another video of another shooter they caught. They have him arrested. They give him medical attention. They give him water. I'm like, so y'all take care of your own, but let him in somebody black. Y'all trying to kill the motherfucker. This is some bullshit. This is the bullshit we deal with. Man. And they out, but we continue to rise and we continue to stay above the bullshit and it's just that's why it happens. That's why it's so senseless. That's why it's just they just can't understand why they're just so, you know, weak and they just, you know, that we continue no matter what you throw at us, we still make it. Like, we, there's nothing you can't do. Like, last thing I'm gonna, I'll leave y'all with is uh, I refer to this job that I work at all the time and I do it so much that I try to leave them out because I feel like now people know who the people are that I'm talking about. But um, there was just a situation when I worked with all older white people and uh, I just remember having a real struggle working there. You know what I mean? What Juggy was saying about having to be everything. I got to be the physical person, you know, getting up on this rickety ladder because, you know, these older white women are going to do it. Can you do this for me? I got to make all the jokes. I got to da 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 and tap dance and then make everybody laugh and keep the, keep the mood light or whatever. I got to gotta console you whenever you're upset. Don't let a black person walk in. Now I got to be the person to deal with them because that's not even, you know. And so it's already a lot dealing with that. And then I was dealing with a lot of financial issues, life issues, what I want to do with myself, where am I going next, just really struggling. And I still made it every day smiling, you know, sometimes crying on the way to work. I had so much going on at the time. And we, one a person that worked there, she was in a position of, you know, managerial position. And she got, uh, we had like this, she got a promotion. Got this new, this new job, this new offer. I had created the position. I was like, I would love to do this for the company. I think we could be doing this Y and Z. She's a manager, so bring it to her. Okay, fine. I bring it to her. Now it's her thing. She makes it this whole, oh, we're going to call it this, we're going to call it that, whatever, and that was her dream, whatever. That's fine. I'm pretty sure I, I figured it out, but whatever, you can have it. I just want to do it. Let's do it. We have a meeting, and she has, like, a breakdown, like, 
um, and I guess she had like, uh, I don't know what the disease was. I called it white women's disease, but it was, um, it was a real disease. Oh, she had shingles, and I don't want to call it out, but I was like, what's wrong? What happened? She like passed out at work, had to have a whole week off, and I'm thinking it was like something real serious. It was the, her anxiety because of what the new role was gonna bring to her and all the new responsibilities she was gonna have. It was just so much for her to take on that it just caused her to just, you know, faint and she just needed some time off and it's been too busy. And we just, you know, we don't talk to her when she comes in. Let's don't give her too much. Like, don't get her overwhelmed. And I'm like, she didn't even come up with it. I came up with everything. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, me, nobody's even acknowledging that it was my idea in the first place. I'm doing all the work anyway. She's just the one in charge. What are you overwhelmed for? You know what I mean? I'm here doing this with you. My life's off at the house. I'm the one that should be having a breakdown and passing out. And I just would never forget that because it was like nobody knew the struggle that I had just to make it to that job every single day. You know what I mean? Just to be there, exist there. And you're getting a week off of work because you're anxious about a new position that you didn't even come up with. Like, it's just the peak of white it's that guilt. taking, like you're overwhelmed because of an idea you took from me. <laughs> it's the guilt. The guilt that she felt from ripping that from you and she wow. called it anxiety. It don't take nobody a week to get over and Man, you oh. know what? That that just tells you one thing. Those those people, they ain't built like us. You know what I'm saying? We got right. the weight of the world on our shoulders, but we ain't crying and bitching about anxiety. You know what I'm saying? We got all these issues staring us in the face, but we here on the clock getting our money because we hustlers. We got that mentality because we some kings in this motherfucker. Yeah, we never had no choice but to thrive. And that's where I was going with that. that thank y'all for following that long story. But that's where I was going with that. I was just like, that's when I really realized it was just like, oh, it's they can't. It's the resilience that they can't take. You know, it's the resilience for them. Hello, because they cannot function. They really cannot. You need a week off of something that's so simple. Meanwhile, I'm literally carrying this motherfucker on my back and trying to keep my life together. And that's we. We don't have a choice with that. Like we have to excel. And so everybody ain't able. So it is what it is. <laughs> agreed. You know, I agreed. Agreed. You hung in there, man. But they ain't, they ain't built like us. It's just that simple. Ladies and gentlemen, this is looking so. The more you drink, the better we sound. And shout out to everybody that has reached minute 42. So pour it up if you haven't done so already. You know what I'm saying? I'm on the dark. Juggy on the light. Don on the beer. He on the beer. You know what I'm saying? We ain't giving, we ain't gonna give them no names until they pay us. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Let's let's switch gears to some relationship topics. What do y'all think of people that what do you think of people that we bitch about? Like there was some men, I saw this on social media. There was some men that let's say you go on a date with somebody and it didn't work out and they paid for it. What do you think about me that we sent invoices to that woman? Like, hey, you need to pay me for this. You know what I'm saying? You had this, you had that. Um, you need to pay me for that. And they will put the invoice in mail like, this is what you had. You need to pay me for it. I want to be compensated for it. What the hell do y'all think of those men? I see y'all looking like, what are, you, what are y'all thoughts? Talk to me. I cannot do that. <laughs> Junkie about to fall out over there. Bro, I'm sorry. I'm Could sorry. you imagine getting an invoice in the mail from Bro. somebody you fucked with a date? Hey, listen. Let okay. me just say this real quick. Go ahead. Man. I've been broke as a joke before. To where I got a script and a scrum to go out. But I'm going to go on these dates, right? 
But let me tell you something, man. What happened to the pride of a man? You gonna send an invoice because a date didn't work out? All I hear is men calling women emotional. But you gonna send an invoice? That's something a chick will do to another chick or something, man. You you send an invoice for a date? You think that that's gonna get you clout on social media, bro? Oh, oh, I. <laughs> This is I'm, a, I'm sorry, bro. This... <laughs> So I'm not even gonna try and rationalize like you know nigga mentality, but what I will say is, um, uh, you know, at the very very core of my you know misogynistic toxic male, just we all got a little bit inside of us. I can I do feel like a part of. Um, Depending on the context, I do feel understand the whole idea of like the date is transactional, right? Like um, it's almost an understood thing. Not saying that this leads to this, but it's an expectation that I feel like it's preset in men's minds beforehand, right? Not saying that's right or wrong. So I can understand the mentality of like, oh, I paid for this, so I should be getting this. But at the end of the day, nobody owes you nothing. You paid your money to get you wanted to you know, pay and go on this day or whatever. What do you mean? Do you really, who would pay that, first of all? You think she's really going to send you, what, her cash app? Like, oh, my bad, just take it off of this. Like, I would be embarrassed for people to think that I was that strapped for money to send somebody an invoice <laughs> for something. Like, it's like, so, like I said, I wasn't rationalizing how guys think. I just know <laughs> basic-ass men mentality, and they feel like, whoa, well, I did this, so I should do this, and it's like, you can feel that way you want to, but you look crazy. Sending somebody a damn invoice for a date, like you really do, you, you really do. It's like if it's that serious, then y'all need to go ahead and establish from jump that hey, we're gonna split the fucking check. You know what I'm saying? And that also goes for women that pay for dates, but then use it as leverage to call a nigga broke. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you a broke ass nigga? I paid for more dates than you did. No, if that's really the case. The fucking split the check. Is it that hard to ask somebody to split the check? You know what I'm saying? Is it that hard for you to be a blessing to somebody? Is it that hard? That's that's what I'm thinking. It's like, because do you know how many times I done took people on dates and they went nowhere? How many L's I had to take in silence? Because you know what? At the end of the day, that blessing gonna come back to me at some point. At some because that's the mindset how I believe that at some point it's gonna come back to me. It's like I'm me bitching about it, it's gonna fuck it up. You chalk it up to the game. You know yeah. what I mean? We've all had that happen. I spend money on dates and stuff that I'm like, oh, never talk to that person again. It is what it is. Like, I feel like, um, I don't know, man. That is so crazy to me that <laughs> just the levels of entitlement are just going further and further and further. It's just like, you t- you chose to show up. You chose to spend your money. Leave it at that. Um, I also don't believe in women having to be the one to pay for everything. All, I mean, for to not be the ones to get paid for anything. We're almost paid for a date. I think that's fine. My rule is the person that asks is the person that pays. If you say, hey, we should go do this and this, you get this and this money? You know what I mean? <laughs> I think that's just as awesome, what I've operated off of in my life. It's just like, oh, you want to go do that? Okay, so what are we doing on this? But if I say, hey, I want to go. I really want to do so-and-so and so-and-so. Let's go do X, Y, and Z or surprise you or something like that. Then it's expected that I will pay for it. Like, and if we if we both want to go somewhere, we go half and half. We go half and half. Like, I don't. I can appreciate chivalry, but I feel like it's healthy to do a little back and forth, back and forth. It shouldn't be a thing of the men. Men are expecting this, and women are expecting this. It's like 
just some back and forth. Who what, whose idea was this? All right, you got the you got the check. <laughs> it's some of you. So I don't yeah. know. That's just me. So what you think, married man? Right. So here's the thing, man. Not only does it show how weak you are emotionally, if you ask for invoices for dates that didn't go well, you're showing that you're a, you're a beta male. You had a date, not a relationship, a date that didn't go well. Do you think you're entitled for women to love you just because you took them out to eat? If you don't have enough resources to take somebody out to eat and be able to eat the L, then guess what you need to do? Stay your Stay yourself at home. You can say, you know, you can say what you really think. <laughs> Stay your ass at home and watch some YouTube videos. Yeah, it's like because I, I I really have to apologize to women. We know all dudes ain't like that, but man, an invoice because of a bad date. That's crazy. That is so crazy. <laughs> it's like, bro, you need to take us somewhere you can afford, honestly, to start off and be like, look, I'm balling on the budget. We're going to go to Starbucks or something like that. It's like, not right. every day you got to spend money. That's what people feel like. That's what people fail to realize. You can take it to the park. You can take it to a free event. There's so much shit you can do for free. Or you can take us somewhere. You can take a bowl in a, that don't cost an arm and a leg. Yeah, I'm more, I'm very much a, and maybe I'm just a little, I'm old school corny, but I am much more about the intent behind the situation than actually where we're going. Um, and that goes for anything, relationships, friendships, even. It was like, oh, it's your birthday. We're going to take you to this, you know, casino and this nice place and do all these different things. It's like, cool. But if you take me to somewhere, if you if you remember a conversation that I had, like, oh, I love this specific kind of ice cream, and then we end up at that spot, you know what I mean? Or you ordered it and it came in, or something like that. Like, I I feel like I'm much more with the meaning behind the thing. So it doesn't have to be something that breaks the bank. So if you're just listening to the person that you're interested in, and you can pick up those gems of what what's special about the conversation, you can make that happen on any budget. But I think you know people just assume, oh, I'll be basic, I'll get you some flowers and take you to Olive Garden, and we fucking or no? <laughs> no. Nah, nah. that, that's, that's the basic package. Like, she don't owe you nothing for what y'all did. Like, was that, you know? So I don't see, know. It's weird. See, that's beyond the basic package. That's like lower than the basic package. The basic package is you just come over Netflix and chill and I have some food to ask. That's the basic package. See, that's the new kids. You know, I'm from the old school. We would at least try to go to, you know, <laughs> dang, can I get to go to It's like, I, I agree with the old quick? school, like, but it's like, sometimes you realize less is more, and I'm like, that'll work? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. But nevertheless, fellas, let's get to another topic. What do y'all do, let's say, a relationship really works out? Like, what do y'all do if you propose to somebody and it fails? Like, what do you tell the man if if you get down on me in front of in the public and you propose to somebody and they just say no? Like, what happens? Is the relationship over or what? How can it be saved? What are y'all thinking? Mm. Okay, so let me tell you something. Before you propose, and by the way, I don't believe in women proposing. I don't believe in that either. Back to the curb right now. 
women should we putting that out there right now. Don't women get on the knees, ladies. Make that man get on knee for you. You the prize. Before I propose to Crystal, we had talked about marriage. We had a plan. We were on the same page. Now, if you infatuated with a woman and you just as old go decide to buy a ring, whether it's from Walmart or that's Jared, I don't care where you got it from. If you ain't talked to her about no marriage, don't get down on one knee. Hmm. I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to laugh. Like Man. I'm at a Dave Chappelle show on the front row. I'm a L-M-A-O. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you ain't have a conversation, but you're going to propose in public? See, at least if we ain't talking about I do it in private, I could just take my L from her and I could go in, go out into the, the midnight like Batman. But you're going to do it in public? You ain't have no conversation about marriage? You expect her to say yes because you want a thrill? Okay, bro. Go, go ahead, bro. You got it. Yeah, that was funny. Don't listen to me. Look, first of all, that, that gives me so much anxiety anyway, being on either side of it. Like, I don't want nobody asking me nothing that deep and emotional in public anyway. But big, big proposals like that, they sound cute in movies, but I'm always anxious when I see, like, I'm at the, you know, the, the magic game, and, you know, somebody's on the Jumbotron, like, and the girl's on the spot. You know what I mean? That is like, I'm like, say yes, say yes. You know what I mean? Because this is awkward. I hate stuff like that. I feel like that shit is low key like emotional manipulation. It's like the next level of the uh, what we talk about with the date, buying the date and expecting to get something. That's the the ultimate crown of that. It's like I'm gonna do this big proposal. We ain't never said no, nothing about marriage. Never told nothing. I'm gonna spring this on you. And now all these people are looking. It's a whole thing. You got to say yes. You know, I'm not saying that's what always happens, but I feel like people get more caught up in the thrill of that and the excitement of like making it a thing. And it's like, have y'all discussed this? Have we really talked about it? So they say no. Like for me, I feel like more women might should maybe they should say no. Like I hate that for the nigga, but like remember when like Offset, remember when he pulled that stunt on stage when Carter the first one. Well, they've been broke up so many times at this point, but the first time when they were going through this shit about breaking up him and Cardi. And all that stuff, and he was cheating or whatever, and they were gonna get a divorce, and it was this whole thing. And he showed up at her concert, walked on the stage with all these roses and cars and all this stuff, and was just like, I want to do right. And da, 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 da. everybody's like, You gonna marry a nigga? That stuff right there to me is not cool. Y'all need to have a conversation back, so you know what I mean? But you know, you be on the spot, you want, you know, like, of course, yes, we can, you know what I mean? you gonna say yes. So I feel like niggas know what they're doing when you do stuff like that. So if you, get up there and they say no, then you should have been expecting that. Like, y'all should have been had the conversation beforehand. Yeah. But, it yeah, definitely goes back to what you said. I feel the same way you, both of y'all feel. I feel like if you had a conversation with her and then also had a conversation with parents, you know what I'm saying, with people close to her, let her know, like, what they're thinking, you know what I'm saying, then you should have, you should know whether or not a yes is coming. You should, you should be hundred percent going for not yes is coming whether you get down there or in public or in private, you know what I'm saying? You should know whether or not a hundred percent whether or not a yes or no is coming, you know what I'm saying? Cause I saw the video of the dude you post to 
he proposed in the mall and stuff, and the girl walked up. It's like I feel. It's like I don't feel bad. I felt bad a little bit, but then I realized, bro, you should have talked to her. You should have communicated with her. This is how I'm feeling about you. How are we feeling? You know what I'm saying? You definitely gotta have that talk. You know what I'm saying? Before you get down, because and also, ladies, I definitely agree with Don. It, it will hurt the man, but it's like, yeah, if you're not feeling them, say no because it's like you need to have that conversation beforehand. You need to have the you need to set the standard. You gotta set the mindset. You know what I'm saying? Beforehand, you know, it's like I don't like the public humiliation, but you don't have to because. Rather you say no to me in public, but then compare it to saying yes to me in public, but then a few weeks later the marriage is called off. Yeah, and that's why a lot of people get divorced because you're probably marrying somebody you probably shouldn't have married. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do that. You feel forced, or you feel pressure, societal pressure. And I don't know. I think it's cringy to me. I'm just like, Ugh. to Juggy's point earlier about the women though proposing. I remember when Chrissy. Uh, proposed to Jim Jones on national TV. Uh, I love a hip hop back in the day. When I tell you the top 10 most Jim craziest Jones? thing I've ever seen in my life, have you saw y'all, y'all never seen that? I saw Jim, it. I guess. The rapper yes. Jim, Jim Jones, Jones the rapper Jim Jones, Chrissy, his baby mom. I think I don't even know if that's like her child. I'm not sure that's the, is their kid together. I'm not sure, but they've been together, you know, forever and ever and ever. And on the first season of Love and Hip Hop, when they were on there, the final, the season finale was this whole she organized this whole proposal. They were following her, and it was like she was the guy in the situation. And they went to some club or something, and he's sitting there, and he's looking around. Everybody's like gathering around, and he's looking like, "What is this about?" She's shaking, getting down on one knee, talking about some. You are my my rock. You my so and so. You and I'm just like, stop. I'm get up. So get up. And embarrassed. It's the most embarrassing thing in the world. And you know he's being typical Jim Jones and full of nigga mode. He was just like, I like, guess. Yeah, I guess she got to the point of I'm tired of waiting for this nigga to ask me to marry him. So I'm gonna ask him. That's yeah, I think that's what exactly. got to. But yeah. as a man, I'd be embarrassed too if a woman asked me to marry her. I'd like, I'd be embarrassed. It was so uncomfortable to watch. Listen, can I tell y'all something as a person who's done a successful proposal? Number one, if you're listening or watching this podcast and you're thinking about proposing, there's a page on Instagram called He Proposed. Mm. Check out at least 40 or 50 of those videos on that channel on Instagram. Secondly, Marriage isn't for everybody. Period. Mm-hmm. Marriage is not for everybody. If you can't stay committed for a lifetime with one person, and I'm a married man. If you can't make that commitment, that's okay. Don't get married. But if you feel like you want that, you got to realize that you have to respect the rules of engagement that comes with being married. Mm-hmm. Do you really understand what that means? You got to stick with the highs and the lows. The good, the bad, the ugly, the kids getting sick, growing old. It's a challenge. It's a beautiful thing. I wouldn't trade it for the world, but I know a lot of people say, man, I want to get married. But they're not really ready to get married. Mm-hmm. They out in the streets. They don't want to throw away their little black book. They don't want to delete the messages from their own It's not for everybody, man. So I'm just saying for everybody that's watching that really feel like they're ready for marriage, it's okay to make sure you're absolutely sure. 
Because once you say the words, you get down on one knee, and they say yes, you got to, you know, that's a big responsibility, man. People really underestimate what marriage really means. And you need to know everything about it before you decide to get down on one knee. And you definitely need to talk to the other person. You definitely not ready if you ain't have a conversation about marriage. And you're just doing something for clout. You definitely ain't ready for marriage. You're not. I'm as a married person, you're not ready because whew, man, that's a whole PhD sermon. I ain't gonna do all that, but you ain't ready, man. If you can't I mean, you can give us the Cliff Notes version if you have to. To help these young niggas. Yeah, <laughs> help them out. One thing you gotta do when you marry, cut mu kate. You got to respect that person's emotions. You got to respect their perspective. You got to respect their feelings. You might say something to that partner and they may not take it the way that you want them to take it. You have to learn how to communicate with that person during that time. You got to commute them on their great days, their awesome days, their successful days, their memorable days. You got to communicate with them when they don't feel like doing anything, when they have an attitude, when they're depressed, or whatever else it could be. You got to do both. Mm -hmm. If you can't even have the simple conversation about, hey, do you ever seeing us being married someday? It's either going to be yes or mm, I just see you as a friend. Oh, okay. I appreciate you letting me know that. I wouldn't want to find out after getting down on one knee. I would think I would like to know that before, but it's it's a crazy world where likes likes don't even equal dollars. It's not like they give you one dollar every like. I can understand if you get a dollar every like, hey, bro, I understand. But you just doing it for clout for people just to see? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You hit the nail on the head. You got to communicate and please. Do not come, do not marry somebody just for the likes because the likes ain't gonna be forever, you know what I'm saying? If you can't take the good with the bad, because ladies and gentlemen, the grass ain't green on the other side. Them Instagram couples you see on social media, them Instagram couples and stuff, they have their issues, you know what I'm saying? It's not real, bro. All these people, they go to these uh studios, they have whole sets up, they're like they're on a beach house in Cancun or Dubai or something like that. These people fronting for the grandma. I didn't say every single person. Bro, I didn't see these documentaries where these people got people hoodwinked like a magic show. Yeah. There's some people out there that's living awesome lifestyles, but most people aren't able to do that at a young age. Most, not all. If you see somebody, they always on vacation, they never working unless they got a juicy fat inheritance. Not real, man. It ain't real. You know what I'm saying? It's not real. It's like people are so caught up into the bullshit of social media. Like, fuck social media. You, you gotta live life. You know what I'm saying? And no matter what, it, what is at the end of the day, you gotta communicate. You gotta do what's right for you. And please do not propose if you don't know 100% sure that it's gonna be a yes, not a no, maybe, or maybe it's a yes, but the marriage is canceled a couple weeks later. Please don't propose. Don't do it. 
proposals and then the people breaking up ugly on their stuff outside. Oh, hold on. I got a better one for you. This last thing, I promise. I'm going to let Vic go on with the show. If you ain't live with that person yet. Oh, hello. And you proposing? They always say somebody. Different strokes for different folks, but <laughs> hey, you need to learn. You if you you need to see if you can live with that person. Are y'all compatible in the same living space every day? You need to make sure because that's when you really gonna see how they what kind of person they is. If you can't handle that, bro. Listen, I agree with that. No, no, man. I'm, I haven't been married for 40, 50 years. I, I'm not at that level yet, so maybe I, I could be wrong, but whoo, man. Ain't no could be wrong, though. You heard about that. If you can't live with a person, then why the hell are you marrying them? I ain't been married ever, and I can tell you one thing now. Like, it makes me think of, like, all those arranged marriages back in the day, how, like, you were, you know, married off by 18, you know, the husband's 18, the wife's 16, and now y'all just haven't you know, six kids by the time you're 25, and it's just, and it's that old school, like, um, kind of just stereotypical of the husband that, because of alcoholic, he beating on the wife, she long suffering, he's out doing whatever, like that whole pop of the Rolling Stone thing. I think that's born out of that whole idea of this is what you do. Oh, now you're of age, you select you a woman, and y'all go get married and do the thing. And it's like, you didn't get to know this person, y'all didn't live together beforehand. I don't believe in that whole don't give the milk away for free so they won't buy the cow or whatever the bullshit is. You need to taste that milk and make sure it ain't spoiled. Like, you know what's going on. And so uh, I feel like that's what happens. I feel like all those stories and all that stuff back that you hear about with all that is just unhappy people being put together and staying together because that's, that's what you do. Like, I, nowadays, make your marriage what you want it to be. You want to live six months together and figure out what's going on? I think that's smart. Like, just getting together, and I, I couldn't imagine just being like, oh, we're married, we're just going to move around. I don't even know you. Like, you don't know what they, how they act in the morning. You know what I mean? How they have to be snore at night. The little things that are going to get your nerves the rest of your life. Like, I'm sorry. No, you're right. Like, shit, I don't know what the fuck you're allergic to. I don't know what triggers, like, certain things in your health. You know? so I got to be able to take care of you, you know what I'm saying? Like, if we're gonna be married, I gotta be able to take care of you too, you know what I'm saying? And this sickness and the healthy and say, you gotta know that they about me too. So I totally feel it. So I don't see how people did arrange marriages back in the day, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like if I'm wrong, Jiggy, you can correct me. I feel like it's the little things over time that would create the cracks and bother you. But outside of security and stuff like that, I feel like the little things that you ignore in the beginning are what is going to get on your nerves later down the road. Maybe it don't bother you now that you want the fan on and she don't want the fan on. But that's going to turn into something way deeper down the line. You know what I mean? But people just think of like, oh, you know, kids, house, security, we're good. We're doing the right thing. That's what you're supposed to do, right? And nah, it's more than that. To me, that's what, how, what I've seen. Mm -hmm. Would you agree? I agree because let's say something like, let's just use a very generic example that used to be on social media, right? Uh, leaving the toilet seat up. <laughs> when she first marries you, you know, you're on the honeymoon. You're like, oh, I'm not worried about that. But, you know, three years later, you know, she might be pregnant, things like that. You still leaving the toilet seat up. 
you know you finna have a problem, right? <laughs> it's it don't it takes time. There's a book by Jeff Olson. It's called The Slight Edge. I encourage um, everybody to read that book. Mm. You can buy it off Amazon. It's little small things that compound over time. The little small habits that you create as a couple. At first, it's you know it doesn't be annoying. But five years later, you you don't want to find yourself five years down the road resenting that person for something that they've been exhibiting the entire time. Yes. So yes. you got to make sure, again, it's okay if something doesn't work out after you had these conversations. That's the point of the conversation. Yeah. You got to be willing to you know, dive in and have that conversation first because or y'all have the same goals. Y'all have the same faith system. You know, is she does she go to church? Is she an early riser? Is he going to is he a fix it person? Is he going to hire somebody? Um, is he a decorator? Is it's all there's so many different layers to it, man. Yes, and, it definitely is so many different layers. And I will say this though, it's like from experience, if it's something little, you need to address it before beforehand, before it gets bigger, you know what I'm saying? Because then a person will throw it in your face about why they're done with you. Like, hey, it's like, oh, I'm done with you because of this. Well, you know what? Maybe I, looking back, I should have addressed it with you and uh, let's have an argument about Let's fight it out to see what not before I bring you to my family, you know what I'm saying? And another thing, um, ladies, if a man brings you to the Loki court, you must be honest, you know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, I learned from experience. And to my sister, I'm sorry I brought home a crappy woman to you. Like I said, hey, it is what it is. I told her how I see it. Because, you know, <laughs> I gotta know, no, that thought had just came to me, you know what I'm saying? But the little things, though, you got to address it before you break up, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Because little things can turn into a breakup. Yeah. Yes, no, it, when it, when it happens, the person's always yelling, but this is where you got with me, and it's like, yeah, but that's back when we was, you know, honeymooning, you know, <laughs> you have the sex all day, and the person can walk, you worship the ground they walk on, and everything's cool and dandy, we're taking trips, we're eating good, we're getting big together, and then three years later, it's like, no, actually, that's fucking annoying, matter of fact, <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't say nothing about it, but I'm mad now, so, hey, and let me give a special <laughs> nugget for this. Let me give a special nugget to the fellas. You might find and um, fall in love with, you know, a, a dime piece. She the baddest thing living. She could be Rihanna's cousin. Let me tell you something, man. Them being fine, that's only going to take you so far. Yes, you have to be attracted to the person. Not what I'm talking about. That person don't have no character, personality. They don't have no discipline, bro. It's going to get old real quick. Yes, it will. She can't work with you. You can't trust that person. It's going to get old real quick. You're going to find yourself, well, yes, you're fine, but that's it. Or, hey, he's handsome, but that's it. I'm always paying for the dates. He always forget his debit card. <laughs> you look like Chris Brown. Oh, okay. Hold on. How do you forget the card when there's Apple Pay now? You know what I'm saying? Or Android Pay? Come on now. Bruh. Because they ain't got nothing in the account. That's why. 
you just described the plight of the you described the whole premise of the basketball wise uh franchise <laughs> basically <laughs> it's just like the whole story all y'all on here talking about how you know y'all celebrity nigga did y'all wrong but it's like no y'all were just the baddies that were in the club free before 11 they selected you because of how you look Ooh, don't and do that after 60 and the baby we tired of that. You on to the next ball player, and he's on to the next groupie, and it is what it is. But you want to get on TV, and that was the whole thing about just, like, the struggle of this divorce and all these things. And it's like, that's what the situation was. Let's not play like it wasn't a physical thing. But that's not going to take you 20 years in the game. I'm sorry. It's nope. not. Like, you ain't going to find this. Runs out real quick. You Your finest is not going to keep me – literally keep me warm at night. It's not going to take care of me when I'm sick. It's not going to – you know, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. But that's – I didn't mean to read basketball wise. Listen, no, you, you said people. it like hey, you on but, point, my boy. Yeah, and I, on point. I, I want I want to say this real quick. Men have a responsibility to act right, but in the case of the basketball wives, if you knew before you got with him that he was hoeing, he don't got no reason not to hold. No reason. No reason. He's a big dog. He has the leverage. But you decide that he ain't going to do that with you. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. You can't put the blame on nobody else. You really can't. If, if, now, if he said, I ain't going to do that, I'm just with you, that's one thing. But if you knew what kind of person he was beforehand, and he ain't make no signs of changing... Before, bro, I see these women on there, man, and I'm just like, you know, they're very attractive and model esque or whatever. But the bickering, the arguing, falling out over the smallest of offenses, unhappy, um, catty fighting. We both dated the same D-list nigga in the '90s, and now we beefing over it on TV in 2021. Like, I mean, and, by, and by dealing with y'all slept with the same. You know what I mean? It's just like it's, it's crazy. It's like grow the fuck up, shit. Yeah, there was two women fighting over Ocho Cinco, bro. Ocho Cinco. <laughs> Ocho Cinco, y'all fighting over Ocho Cinco? You know how See, that's, he is? That's the thing. The 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 hoeing is what brought. Y'all to the table. No, not saying y'all hoeing, but he's 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 out here hoeing. He you know what? He's going through a whole phase, and he managed to sleep with both y'all at the same time, and now y'all become friends off of it. But now, years later, it's like, oh, we just was. It was always other women, and it was always this, and that. It was like you used to be one of them, though. Like we knew what it was when we got here. You saw the fame, he saw the looks, and we made a transaction. And I can really respect, like when I, when I'm out somewhere and I see like the old. Uh, rich man, he has like a you know a twenty something year old wife, ex wife <laughs> has all the kids and whatever. I can respect those situations because it is clear as day this is a transactional thing here. I'm eighty something years old, you twenty two. We ain't got nothing in common, but I, at that point, I feel like you. We both know what it is. You're this, I'm that. We're making this thing work. But people that try and go into it. People, you don't have to be that old for it to be like that. People do that at our age. You know what I mean? You go into it, this person got a bag, or they look good, and you go into it with that, and then you want to act super shocked when, oh, it just didn't work out. It was like, that person was always that same person. You know, you just got tired of it. 
Because beauty fades. You got tired of it, know? and and people will ignore the red flags. Well, honest, people will ignore the red flags for somebody they want. But if it's somebody they don't want, oh, that hammer coming out quick. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna tolerate this quick. You know what I'm saying? If it's somebody you want, you know what I'm saying? They doing what they need to do. They'll put up with anything. Yep. All right, folks, what y'all got coming up on y'all podcasts, on y'all on y'all platforms this month, you know what I'm saying? Next going next 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 month. I am creating some TikTok videos. Um some of my practice sessions with bowling. Um I haven't updated that in a quite a while. I feel like it's time for that. And on my show, um sometime later next month, um I will be covering a little bit of Orlando Carnival for Memorial Day weekend. And I will also, as you guys know, uh, I'm politically inclined. Um, that is a big part of my sphere and, and what I care about. Um, we'll be breaking down some of uh, these race-based attacks and uh, some black economics for people in their local neighborhoods in Florida. So uh, that is coming up for me on the BOJ radio side. Yeah, Don, what you got coming up for off black and um, the B spot? Good stuff, good stuff. We are uh, moving and grooving over here. The B-Spot um, is coming up. We actually have our Artist Spotlight series that um, I'm kicking off next week. So um, the first month, you know, for the B-Spot, you know, February, March, that beginning stage was kind of getting a feel for, like, what people like, the segments, things like that. So now I kind of have an idea of how I want to arrange things. And so um, I got some artists lined up, independent artists that are super excited to bring on the platform and just have them share their story, tell us their why, you know, kick it. I always want to provide a platform for that. Um, so that's coming up on the B spot. And then um, off black as well, we're doing some more ref uh, reformatting. Our next episode, some mental health check in. I'll be out this Wednesday. Um, yeah, we're just keeping it going, trying to just keep putting out quality content. Um, I'm focusing less on the date and the time of it and more on the quality you know if it takes a few days extra if it's, we skip a week and do another week so be it i want it to be good you know that's what that's what i'm on now i'm really just on taking my time with stuff and putting out good quality content so stay tuned follow me on all platforms and you'll see all the information we got that's real that's real y'all already know what y'all got coming up on liquor talk you know what i'm saying you know i'm gonna have some more people coming on and also i'm gonna look forward to another session with the fellas and there's gonna be a new podcast coming out. I'm gonna be on as well as as with my dog Blake, man. Me and my dog Blake from the, the Diary of a Black Mad Black Man podcast, and of course the Black Podcast Club. Me and him got something cooking up for y'all. Y'all stay tuned for that. Y'all be sure to follow sure. us. You know what I'm saying? Y'all definitely gonna have to drop on that. And I want to thank the fellas again for coming this month. You know what I'm saying? I hope to see y'all again next month because we need these conversations. You know what I'm saying? Uh, three black men come together in conversation. So, and if you want to join us, go ahead and hop in the DMs. We'll make it happen. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Look Up. Remember, life is short. You know what I'm saying? So don't dwell on dumb shit. If something dumb happens, just pull it up and keep going because big shit popping, little shit stopping. You got to keep grinding. Until the next time we see each other, deuces, y'all. Deuces, everybody.